in. We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. I was just sitting here just working on notes, and all of a sudden I thought I heard a bump music. I said, Boomer, is that me? Yeah, you're on. Oh, daggum. <laughs> it was quick. I was, I was like, oh. when, okay. we ch- when we're chatting in between, I sometimes forget to say, oh, yeah, we have like 30 seconds. <laughs> or, yeah, so, or I so, think I say Sometimes the music comes on, and you just look at me like, what are you going to do? <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, all right, switching gears, number two on the Triple Dipper, Big Fat Lies. All right, so Big Fat Lies, like not little bitty ones, not skinny ones, not anorexic ones. They were talking about big old fat lies. These are the kind that uh, don't get better with time, if you know what I'm saying. And what's amazing is when politicians lie about themselves. So, Burmer, you heard about the guy George Santos? You know, talking about? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like what I what what's crazy to me is it's not just one little lie, even though a little lie is bad. Yeah. But man, stuff's still coming out, right? Like we're we're still finding out more. Like what else did he lie about? Is his name really Santos? We don't even. I mean, what the heck? Um. Uh, yeah, he, he identifies as a congressman now, uh, but uh, uh, old boy has a resume that apparently was nowhere near true. So uh, okay, with that though, yeah. the question is: is with that, can there any can anything be done with that, or is it still like? Well, the first thing they taught me to say in law school is it depends. It depends. Yeah. So you meet with a client, make sure you always start with well, it depends, <laughs> um, because not everything is actionable. It can be wrong and still not be legally actionable. So uh, here's the deal. I I think that he faces his most potential for liability if in some way he fell afoul of the campaign, uh, uh, like the campaign laws, because he's not a congressman yet. So they can't charge him as a public official who lied under oath or something like that. They can't Mm -hmm. charge him as misrepresenting on government time uh, or violating some rule of ethics that they're bound to, which they are. Uh, where they might get him, though, is if something about him um, mailing out things to constitu- or, or future constituents, the voters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and using campaign finance dollars for it, if he was misrepresenting uh, in the course of doing so, then lying, basically, that uh, that could he, there could be charges potentially, and I'm sure they're reviewing it right now with a fine-tooth comb. But you heard about the different lies, right? Well, a few of them. It, it was like where he was. Oh, was he not? He's not Jewish. Yeah. I did hear about that one? Did you hear what he said though? <laughs> he's not. I, I, I. He didn't mean to imply that he's Jewish. He was saying that he's Jewish. <laughs> like what a knucklehead. Jewish. You know, he, he basically said his grandmother told him stories about how she was raised Jewish, and so he said, "So I'm sort of Jewish." No, you're not. It's a, it's a faith, man. It's a faith, and and <laughs> well, I'm I'm sort of Buddhist. I don't know what that. I mean, what do you do here? I'm, I'm I'm sort of partially Hari Krishna-ish. I don't mean no. I mean you you don't get to be Christian-ish. You you I'm Jew. What a knucklehead. But uh, by the way, I don't know if you saw it. Remember, did you, did you see Tucker Carlson? He he went on uh, this guy George Santos. And by the way. Uh, I will say he did the right thing and the wrong thing by going on and talking about this issue. Uh, did you see his interview by any chance? I actually did not see his interview. You know what? I should I have brought, pull it up I should now. have found the audio clip. So Tulsi Gabbard was sitting in as the guest host for um, uh, Tucker Carlson, who was on Christmas vacation, I guess. 
And, uh, and, she, and she says, I, I was literally thinking I'm going to turn the channel because I was about filled up with news. You know, I'd already done the show, and now I'm, you know, I'm sitting there, you know, digesting more news, and I was about to turn it. And then I heard her say, and George Santos is coming on after the break. And I thought, well, by God. Well, i got to watch it now. <laughs> i got to watch it now. And so I, uh, I literally sat there and waited. And at one point when he came on, my first thought was, there is no way this ends well. No. It didn't. No. So, so he actually went on and said everything that he lied about. Yeah. And he, and he tried to say, I didn't mean to lie. It was just an embellishment. I'm going gonna to be a good congressman. I just I'm embellished. Thinking, what? And then, but here's, here's the part where he ruined it. Here's the part where, you know, you could, you could just go ahead and go, well, that was, that was, that was kind of silly. That was kind of bad. Oh, no. It got destructive when he, at one point, literally said to Tulsi Gabbard, well, Tulsi, I mean, I could go in the weeds here and try to explain it, but it'll go over the heads of most Americans who are watching the show. No. And I, I kid you not. And when it happened, like Tulsi Gabbard always has kind of a little bit of an impassiveness to her face, a little, little bit of a poker face. I mean, her eyebrows went ding, <laughs> like through the roof. Like, did he really just say that? Yes, he really just did. And, I, and when he Yikes. did, and I was sitting there, Charlene and I, we both went, oh. And I thought, you know what? There's a sound bite to end a career right there. Yep. Wow. She called him on it, too, to her credit. Tulsi Gabbard did. She goes, she goes Congressman Alex Santos, I just have to point out that what you just said does not make it better. And she, she went on to say something like, you just said it's going to go over the heads of, well, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, that's what you said. <laughs> That's uh, what you said, sir. It was, it was awful. Wow. Um, and by so, the way, it was made worse by the fact that he was being interviewed by a former member of Congress. She knows the ropes. You know, don't right. try to tell her. And when when does uh, like the congressman take office? When is I, that? I believe around the time of the inauguration. So I believe it's going to wind up uh, not inauguration, but I, I believe it's uh, January or February. Gen- yeah, yeah. I don't January, recall. Somewhere February? This is a midterm. Okay. This is a midterm. So I'm not Got sure it. exactly when the date is, but after the first of the year. Wow. All right, so what do we do with this guy? Um, article here on Slate.com. Phil, did you go to Slate? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Um, Slate.com, dated uh, two days ago. Headline, what happens to George Santos now? That's what everyone's asking. Well, first of all, Slate is wrong. They start off by saying it's a truly unprecedented situation. No, it's really not. It's really not. I mean, and I got multiple examples we'll talk about here in a minute. But then they do kind of cover down by a little bit by saying, well, you know, he did say that uh, in, a, in a recent interview that he did confirm that there are multiple falsehoods on his record. He doesn't have a college degree, even though he says he did. He didn't work for Citigroup or Goldman Sachs, even though he said he did. He's not Jewish. That doesn't really qualify. He's clearly Catholic, like he said. But the thing that just came out most recently is now there's questions about his finances. Because old boy literally filled out his forms. And by the way, if you filled them out wrong, tell us now. But he filled out his required financial disclosure documents from his failed 2020 campaign, where he literally said that he had no assets and a salary of only $55,000 two years ago. Fast forward to 2022 campaign, in that short amount of time, it says he has a $750,000 salary and several million in assets in just two years. And people are like, what the heck? All right, coming right back, my friend Stephanie Smith is going to jump in here and talk about big fat lies. We'll cover down. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right, covering down on some ground in the northern part of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about we are way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Hey, it's uh, 3.34 right now. We're almost through with uh, hour number two, unbelievably. Um, and I'm going to bring on somebody who is uh, one of the most favored guests of this show. She's even guest hosted for me before. Uh, Stephanie Smith, she's the principal of the Thatcher Coalition. Um, she has been in uh, the both the public and private sector of governmental affairs for many years here in the state of Alabama. Uh, master's degree in public administration. Um, she literally provides commentary on just about everything that I can think of. And I'm glad to have her on the show. Stephanie Smith, how are you today? I'm doing great, Phil. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. By the way, I got your Christmas card. Beautiful family. All seven of your kids. Uh, looks great. Thank you. Did you notice the chickens? That's what I want to know. Did I notice the chickens? <laughs> no, I was too busy admiring your beautiful family to <laughs> notice the chickens. What, what my, was? Two, my two oldest sons were holding their favorite chickens. I did we see that. We got chickens this year. Okay. So we got chickens this year. We have seven chickens, of course. And so... Um, they got to hold their, their favorite chickens. Now, one of my daughters, the curly-headed one, cannot stand birds. So she was trying to get away from the chickens in the picture. Um, <laughs> but the chickens, two hens, did make the picture. So Big so Brother knew a, exactly what he was doing. Point. Big Brother knew exactly what he was doing, having the chicken close to his sister. I was the buffer. I was the chicken buffer. <laughs> which, <laughs> I had that to my resume. Which, <laughs> by the way, that, that, might, that might just be a direct analogy to working in governmental affairs. You're a chicken buffer at all times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's, uh, there are a lot of similarities between parenting seven children and working in governmental affairs. I would dare say true. You're lobbying on a daily basis. Um, well, hey, mm-hmm. listen, uh, I'm doing this segment right now. I texted you early this morning. Big fat lies is what I call this, but I, I just finished kind of talking about <laughs> This guy, George Santos. I know you've seen the story about George Santos, haven't you? The congressman yeah. elect. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Um, but it, but it also is interesting that it's getting so much attention. Yeah, it is. Well, the the, the media needs something, and then the liberal media especially needs something, and they're loving the fact that he's a Republican. But uh, let me ask okay. you this: first of all, I was asking Boomer a minute ago. Did you see his interview on the Tucker Carlson show with Tulsi Gabbard? Did you see that? I actually read that. I. You know, I'm weird. Ugh. So I didn't see it, but I read it. And Ugh. so it was not good. Um, no. And she was dogged. I mean, she was after him. Um, I'm a fan of hers, which probably doesn't surprise you. But no, I'm, um, that makes two she of us. was just absolutely, she was absolutely getting after him, which I appreciate, to be honest. Um, but I will say this. Um, and this is a non sequitur. And I know it's, you know, it's one of those, you know, false arguments, but why are we so focused on this one House Democrat who embellished on his resume and has admitted it now, um, and but we're ignoring the host of Democrats who have done this in their past, including our current sitting president? Yeah, and you said House Democrat. He's a House Republican. You, you meant Republican, though, right? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I yeah. meant Republican. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand... Uh, unless we go the direction of, well, the media wants to stir this pot because it helps their side, um, meaning Democrats. Um, why, why is this such an important aspect of what's happening in New York right now, especially since uh, I think that this was an election issue in the prior election, meaning he ran for this same seat and lost, 
And a lot of these same issues were part of that conversation in the previous election. Then he ran again against Robert Zimmerman this time, and you know, again, and so they were talking about the embellishments on, on the resume again this time, but Santos won, and so because it didn't get any traction as an election issue, they're trying to get him to resign after the voters have spoken. Yeah, and I, I don't know that he's going to resign, but I think the thing that's going to be, in terms of a legal standing, the, the, the issue that could come back to haunt him is if, is if something he did, some, one of his mailers or a campaign commercial or something else paid for mm-hmm. with campaign finance uh, uh, dollars in some way ran afoul of the laws of, you know, you know clear and adequate and, and, and truthful communications. Um, I don't know. We'll right. wait and see. But you're, you make the point, though, why has this got so much attention now when we see this crap all the time? I mean, I mean, look at, look really at Pocahontas. I mean, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I just and and by the way, I always thought it was a little demeaning when you know he'd come out with you know his his name. Trump would come out with names for all the other candidates, but the one that yeah. made me laugh was Pocahontas. That was that was good. That was <laughs> that was a classic. Um, I, I will say I'm not a fan of that tactic, but it is an effective tactic. Yeah, and so that's that's why he does it. Um, but I, yeah, I totally agree. And you know, Elizabeth Warren is, is kind of the poster child for this, but. I mean, you could probably name a dozen on the Democrat side. Um, and the, the other question is this, uh, and especially Joe Biden. I mean, jo- that, oh. that completely de- derailed his presidential run in the 80s because he embellished his resume in the exact same way this guy did, except the difference is um, Joe Biden apologized, and then basically it, it torpedoed his, his run. This guy has apologized, but he won. Yeah. And so that seems to be the only difference here is that Joe Biden, you know, kind of stepped aside and this was a while back. So nobody wants to talk about it anymore. But it's it's basically the exact same thing, which is resume embellishment. Um, but I will say this and you have the military background. I, I tend to be more offended by people who embellish military service yes. than law degrees or, you know, where they grew up or, or something like that to make, to, you know, to make them seem more sympathetic to the voter. Of course, I don't condone lying or, or like it, but for me, and I, I've never even served in the military, it just seems much more offensive to, to, over embellish something as far as military service or, or con, you know, claim to be have been in combat or claim to have been shot down or or forced down like Hillary Clinton did and, yeah. and Joe Biden did as well. So, I mean, to me, pretending to be in harm's way uh, in some sort of military or professional uh, setting is a lot more offensive to me than, you know, I, I got a degree in history and political science. No, you didn't. It was just in political science. Well, but, and- I mean, to me, that. That's a little silly. It, it is a little silly, and it's and and if you think that people aren't going to find out in this day and age, you're just wrong. Um, and and it, it is so easy to find stolen valor, or for that matter, the embellished uh, resume for a job you didn't have, or a degree you don't have, mm-hmm. or or for that matter, an honor you don't have, like you know Biden saying that he graduated top in his class when he really didn't. Um, <laughs> we're going to find that out. I mean. Uh, FOIA requests and you know, YouTube videos and all that stuff exists. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Richard Blumenthal is still the Connecticut mm-hmm. Senate, uh, senator, and, and there's strong questions about whether or not he literally tried to portray himself as a Vietnam veteran when he had been mm-hmm. a stateside reservist, never having served in Vietnam. And, and 
and yet just kind of went by the wayside, and there he is serving in the Senate, and nobody cares. Right. I, well, and I think the military service specifically is offensive because there there are people who have made the ultimate sacrifice, and to to compare yourself or your lack of service to that is just really over the top. And to me, again, I'm not condoning anything, any lies that, that this character from New York um, has asserted, but, but saying, you know, saying that you went to a college that you didn't go to is a lot less offensive than something like that, in my opinion. But I, I look at the whole thing and I'm thinking, what's the pathology here? Are you that insecure or did you feel right. like you didn't measure up, which is also insecurity, but you, you had to, you had to puff up because people wouldn't vote for who you are. Um, I mean, what's the pathology here? And, and by the way, what do we do with it? If it's not running afoul of the law, but it just feels bad, if, it just, if it's just icky, what do we do with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that that was the question I was going to ask as well, which is, what's the motivation here? Um, it, again, what, just like you said, is it is it a feeling of inadequacy? I mean, the the strange thing is that a lot of times the American voters tend to like the guy, you know, the boy next door. They tend to, I mean, goodness knows, AOC was a bartender yeah. before, you know, she was in Congress. So this is not an area of the world that is super snobbish about who they're sending to Congress. Um, and, and honestly, there are a lot of different types of people serving in Congress right now. Um, it's it's not quite the the you know, good old boys club that it once was. And so I, what's the motivation here? I'm, I'm honestly not sure, but I think that what it leaves us with is was the man duly elected or not? And I think he was duly elected. And so to me, unless he's done something illegal, this is something for the voters to take care of next go round. Yeah. And what's also going to be interesting is to find out. So I think it's the New York post that broke this story. Um, and New York Post is typically kind of conservative, um, but the New York right. Post, I believe, is the one that broke the story. I guess one of my questions is going to be, did they know about it before the election, or did somebody yeah. tip their hand after the and, and if they if the if the story broke afterwards, why didn't it really break beforehand? Um, yeah, and I, I read something that that indicated pretty clearly that this was something that Zimmerman kept trying to bring up and bring up over and over, and the voters just basically either weren't listening or didn't care. Which brings me back to you know, you know, this is this is a congressional district, and who they send to you know to U.S. Congress is is up to them, not up to me. Yeah. And unless he's done something illegal, he's a duly elected member of Congress until he's not. Yeah, and I would say that uh, not is going to be at least in two years. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure he's tainted goods at this point. Oh. I, I doubt if he'll have any uh, great appointments while he's serving his first two years in Congress, but. Um, and then the whole thing about forgiveness, uh, I, I'm all for that. I'm for second chances. I'm for, for letting somebody be forgiven. But being forgiven does not mean you don't have any consequences. And, uh, and so yeah. we, we may be able to say, all right, you know what? You're a doofus and we feel bad for you because apparently you got beat up a lot as a child and you're so insecure that you had to embellish who you are. Um, but that being said, we forgive you. But don't think for a second that if you broke the law, we're just going to go, okay, uh, because that doesn't need yeah. to happen. Absolutely. I will say that it has been an interesting reflection that how we started this conversation, which is there are a lot of Democrats that you could point the finger at, including the sitting president, who have done very, very similar things. But their side doesn't seem to eat their own in the way that ours does. Uh, I've seen a lot of Republicans attacking this guy 
And he, he may deserve every single bit of that. But there is, a, you know, there is the political reality that he is a duly elected member of the Republican Congress and, you know, maybe tamped down on, on the cannibalization a little bit. Well, maybe that's because Democrats are used to having a bunch of doofuses and we're not. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Maybe so. But I, I will say maybe it's because we hold each other to a higher standard. Uh, and that would be a positive. Well, well that's but, that's exactly I, what I just said. You just said it nicer. Totally the case. <laughs> 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 that was the, that was the that was the diplomatic way of doing it. But I will say this, and I'm not even joking. I do wonder, you know, what about these, this guy's family? Yeah. I mean, my family, no way my family would let me get away with something like that. Yeah. They'd be like, no, you didn't. No, you did not. No, you did not go to that school. No, you did not have the, you didn't ever work for Citibank. Yeah. Um, and so it, it just does kind of make you wonder about the people surrounding him, um, working for him as staff, and then just kind of friends and family. You know, nobody was, it's like watching American Idol, and you're like, nobody told you you couldn't sing? Yeah. Where is this guy's family <laughs> saying, hey, let, let's, let's, <laughs> let's take a step back, and if you can win as you, let's go. But if you can't. Maybe, maybe don't do this. Isn't that how Rachel Dolezal, the infamous uh, I identify as a black woman working for the NAACP, she's really white. Isn't that how she got outed because her sister said, we're not a black family. What are you doing? And it kind of came out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. My sister would do that to me. No question. And speaking of how we started this conversation, there are no secrets in my house. You have seven children. Um, secrets are not allowed, and there are no secrets, and nothing can be hidden. So that would be a zero-sum game for me. That's right. If not, you're going to, have to be holding a chicken in the next picture. That's the way it's going to work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Stephanie Smith. Uh, folks, you can find out more about Stephanie and the consulting work she still does and does quite effectively at ThatcherCoalition.com. Uh, we appreciate your time, and you have a happy new year, my friend. Thanks. I appreciate it, Phil. All right, take care. Uh, That was good. That was lively. Boomer, go ahead and take us to a break, brother. We'll do that right now. We're going to come right back and stay on this topic. Big fat lies. Fat ones. Big fat lies. By the way, I just had a friend text me and said, so I'm fat-ish. No, no, it doesn't work. Stop. Ish. You can't use ish for everything. Bill Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. All right, so listen, we're going to keep moving here. we got a few minutes left for the top of the hour. Let me just pause real quickly, though, and tell you, Just Love Coffee Cafe, they have been with us now as one of our, our show sponsors for quite a while, and they are doing an amazing job. And, and this cold weather we've been having is like the perfect cappuccino weather. I'm just saying. You might want to stop by Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road out in Madison towards City Hall, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville down there by Whole Foods. 
Check them out because, first of all, do they have great coffee? Well, yeah, it's called Just Love Coffee Cafe, so you imagine they do. Award-winning dry roast. They can grind the beans fresh. They can, they can literally uh, make you that cup of light roast, medium roast, dark roast, and it is worth your time. Here's the other thing, though. They got what Charlene calls the treat coffees. They got the espressos, the lattes, the cappuccinos. Yes. Stop by and check them out. They've got an atmosphere worth sitting around in. They've got the Wi-Fi you can use for a while. You can meet folks, hang out with friends, or just pick it up to go. And then the food, mm, there's that too. All right, folks, Phil Williams is saying, go on down. Get you some at Just Love Coffee Cafe. Two locations, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. And please tell them you heard about it on the Right Side Radio. I would appreciate it. All right, jumping right back now, we're in big, fat lies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on a couple things here. First of all, like I said, this guy, George Santos, he's a knucklehead. Uh, there's no two ways around it. It's sad. It's, it's kind of pitiful, to be honest. And the last thing you want is someone who is elected to be one of your congressmen, and your first thought is he's pitiful. I mean, pitiful. Like squishy, I can't find my way out of a wet paper bag, pitiful. Not pitiful-ish. Just no. pitiful. <laughs> just pitiful. <laughs> just, just plain old pitiful. Um, but here's the thing. I got to ask. How is it that, and, and, and Stephanie Smith brought this up a few minutes ago, how is it that it is such a heinous thing right now? I'll tell you why, because it's a Republican. And so there is uh, some measure of cannibalization, to quote uh, Stephanie, that you know the Republicans are taking issue with one of their own doing this, but the liberal media is having a field day. But here's the thing. They ignore it completely when it comes to the top of the Democrat ticket right now, President Joe Biden. So I got an article here from Fox News, dated yesterday. Headline, George Santos scandal brings renewed attention to Biden's fabrications. Is it? Is it really? Well, it is on Right Side Radio. So let me read the article. Um, It points out that there were a number of things that even derailed President Biden's previous attempts to run for high office. In 1988, he was running for for Congress, and it came out, I mean, excuse me, for, for the presidency, and it came out that he had lied about his own college career, and he got caught, and it derailed. Why did that lie not hurt him now? Because it's only a part of a list of lies. Like, here we go. You ready? For years, Biden has been criticized for fabricating stories from claiming to have been arrested in apartheid South Africa to being in a helicopter that was forced down by al-Qaeda insurgents in Afghanistan. All right. Most recently, he was criticized for telling the people of the devastated island, of, uh, hurricane-devastated island of Puerto Rico that he had been raised in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. What does that even mean? No one knows, because it's not true. In November of 21, he said during a speech in New Hampshire that his house burned down with his wife Jill inside. Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, then he also talked about the false story about an Amtrak employee, because he used to ride the train from Delaware to D.C., and an Amtrak employee who apparently didn't actually work for Amtrak. The employee Biden frequently mentions actually died a year before the story was supposed to have taken place. In 2019, Biden told a crowd of college students that he had had a harrowing story about a Navy captain in Afghanistan, and it was later debunked. And on top of that, he talks about hearing gunshots at an Amish schoolhouse when he was playing golf in Pennsylvania. There's no golf course anywhere close to that schoolhouse. It goes on and on. We'll talk about it more when we get back. We're going to keep moving here a little bit longer. Big Fat Lies. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, local, state, national. We cover down on all of the issues and, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. So how are we possibly in hour number three? We were just talking about this and how it just flies by. Um, Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Yep. Uh, yeah, I enjoy the fact that I've got a job here that uh, I don't mind doing, and the time flies when I'm doing it, so that's mm-hmm. good stuff. All right, um, hey, I, I tell you what, we're sticking with this topic, Big Fat Liars, and i got a caller on line one. Is that Steve from Tennessee? It is. Steve from Tennessee. How you doing, brother? Hey, Phil, I'm doing well. I just wanted to say that, you know, the people that are prone to lie and do it, you know, regularly, sometimes if you hit them with a question out of left field, they'll accidentally tell you the truth. And I don't know if you recall this clip on Biden, but he did that and and said and and Hannity played this thing for a little bit and then it disappeared. And I guess he was told not to play it anymore. But Biden said, we've put together the best voter fraud organization that's ever been. (laughs) You seen that clip? Uh, I've heard of it. I never saw it, but I, I definitely heard of it. Yes. Wow. I'd be wondering if you could even find it. But I'm just saying you hit them with a question that they don't expect. And sometimes you'll actually get the big fat truth out of the big fat liar. So there you go. That's, That's my ex- two cents. Exactly right. Hey, man, happy new year. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you. You too. Oh, wow. It's right. You know what? Uh, yeah, when, when, when off the cuff reveals what's it's like, it's like that guy Santos on the other night on Tucker Carlson, Boomer, when he was, when he was being asked a question. He goes, well, I could go in the weeds, but it would just go over the heads of the vast majority Ooh. of Americans watching the show. I thought – and she, she even he said, did not prepare for that one. <laughs> no. And, and Tulsi Gabbard even said something back to him to the effect of, you just insulted. And that, that, that's indicative of an attitude you seem to have here of indifference to this issue. And um, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but that's kind of where she was headed. Um, wow. Okay. Hey, by the way, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Call in. Call in and tell us what you're thinking. 833-687-4448. Big fat liars. Fat liars. So, yeah, fat liars. Big old fat Big liars. Old fat liars. Not fat-ish. They're <laughs> Fat lies. These lies are not skinny. These these are these are big old fat lies. So here's um here's some more off the Biden resume, just so you know. Uh, I mentioned the fact that um, in 2013 he apparently said that he heard gunshots at an Amish schoolhouse shooting that killed five students while he was playing golf nearby in Pennsylvania. Except that the Washington Times pointed out that there's no golf course anywhere in that area. Why would he do that? In 2007. Biden said he had been shot at during a trip years earlier to Iraq. He later clarified that he was near where a shot had landed. Okay, whatever. Um, During his failed 88 presidential campaign, Biden was busted for lying about his academic record and for plagiarizing speeches on the campaign trail, which ultimately derailed his bid. Yeah. Uh, He also said this during that same campaign stop. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship. The only one in my class to have a full academic scholarship Ended up graduating the top half of my class with three degrees. And later on, he admitted that, in fact, he had graduated the bottom of his class. He only had a partial scholarship, and he only had one degree. Why would you, why would you do that? You know it's going to – I mean, you would think they would know it's going to come out. Like, but he's actually been called on the carpet by this before. It derailed <laughs> a campaign, and yet he still does it to this day. Man. Um, 
He also said at the time that he marched with tens of thousands during the civil rights movement, but that also turned out to be false. It goes on and on. Um, Jonah, Jonah Goldberg from the Dispatch said, Santos is a total embarrassment, has no place in public life, but a lot of folks on this site dinging him seem to have forgotten how much both the current president and his predecessor embellished about their accomplishments. And he's talking about Trump, too, because he doesn't like Trump. Um, so, wow. So what about, um, what about some others? I mean, around the nation, it still happens. It, it does. Uh, it, 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 it happens too often, actually. Like, for instance, the story here uh, from 2018, Fox News ran a piece about candidates around the nation. And just, just things, you know, just stuff, just lies. Just like big fat lies. Like in September of that year, an American Working Families Party candidate, that's in Oregon, Boomer. I didn't know there was an American Working Families Party in Oregon running for office. Did not know this. Okay. Anyway, uh, she claimed she had a bachelor's degree and she didn't. Why would you say it? Why would you even say, I've got a bachelor's degree, which is so easily provable. A simple request for confirmation to the college and it's, it's, you're, you're, you're done. So yeah, she claimed to have a, Amanda LaBelle, she was running for Oregon House and she claimed to have a bachelor's degree and did not. How about the Republican House candidate in uh, uh, Florida um, named LaBelle who uh, had to drop out of the race after admitting to lying about having a college degree herself. Uh, her name was Melissa Howard. How about uh, voters questioning Julia Salazar, a Democratic socialist candidate for New York State Senate uh, back in 2018, who came under fire for telling reporters she was an immigrant from Colombia who struggled financially growing up when really she was born in Florida and had hundreds of thousands of dollars in a trust fund. Why would you do that? I mean, sooner or later, someone who knows is going to go, yeah, I was there and that didn't happen. Um, You know, the whole stolen valor thing. There I was, knee-deep in bloods and bullets, hordes of Chinese coming over the hill, me down to my last round. No lie. I was there. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Because at some point, someone's going to say, well, show me your DD-214, or uh, who'd you serve with? Or, you know, if you remember that scene from, um, oh, gosh, what was the movie with Eddie Murphy, uh, where he's, Boomer, do you remember this movie? Trading Places. Oh, yes. He starts off, he's a beggar on the street at the beginning, and he's, he's <laughs> pretending to be a homeless veteran or a crippled veteran, and, and somebody goes, where'd you serve? Well, I, I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I was Agent Orange in uh, Special Operations and uh, whatever, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's ama- and by the way, there's a whole website on Stolen Valor. You can go to Stolen Valor, uh, I think it's .com, actually, and, um, and there's all kinds of stories. Well, how about U.S. Senate... U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut. U.S. Senator Richard Blumenthal, uh, it came out in 2010 that as he was running for office, that he had been talking about being a Vietnam veteran when in truth he wasn't. He had been in the Marine Corps Reserve. Thank you for your service, sir. Semper Fi. He had been in the Marine Corps Reserve, but he had never been overseas, and yet he constantly implied that he was a Vietnam veteran. And then he tried to say in his press conference as he dealt with the issue that he had used a few misplaced words when describing his service, a few misplaced words to attempt to portray himself as that which he was not. Let me go to the phones real quick. Uh, line one, James from Birmingham. James, how you doing, man? Uh, well enough, you know, praise the Lord. I'm glad to hear it. What's on your mind? Oh, man, big fat lies. I mean, what about like the biggest, fattest lie that, uh, how about anybody? 
is uh, pretty much guilty of it in this country that is so uh, readily accepted. How about we just come out to Christmas and all kinds of people who are, uh, you know, taking issue with these are guilty of uh, lying about Santa Claus to their children. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that, okay. Um, I I guess we could say that. I'm kind of talking about politicians, not about parents trying to have a good time with their kids, but... uh, well, but, maybe they should start with their own, uh, you know, their own house and handle their own business because the scripture says that no lie is of the truth. Okay, and so in your in your part in a lake fire. So in your in your construction, you you believe that a a parent who told their kids that Santa Claus was bringing gifts and and created the mystery and the wonder of Christmas by doing that uh, is is right on par with the person who lied about their resume to be elected to an office. Is what you're saying? Well, you know how in the back of the Bible it lists all these people who will not inherit the kingdom of God and they don't have a part in New Jerusalem and everything? The only one that it specifies all shall have their part in the lake of fire is liars. So I wouldn't play around with it if I was you. We don't teach our kids that lie. Okay. So. Well, I'm proud for you, James, and, uh, and thanks for the call, man. I got somebody else on line. I got somebody on line two. Is that line two? Jerry from Decatur. Hey, Jerry, Phil Williams, how you doing today? You got him on? Oh, Jerry, Jerry from Decatur. How you doing, sir? Doing good, Phil. How you today? I'm good. I'm good. What's on your mind? Well, I got you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year uh, to you, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. I, I was reminded of Hillary Clinton when she was uh, running for president and uh, come up with this deal about coming under fire, running to or from a helicopter. I can't remember exactly the old story. Oh, yeah. I, you remember that? I do. And it's the Democrat. The, the, the Democrats always have to build themselves up. Joe Biden was lying from the start, trying to say he wanted to take Trump out behind a woodpile and whoop him. You know, he ain't never whooped nobody. And uh, he always wants to, to portray themselves as something strong when they're not. And uh, to just have an ear and uh, kind of be braggadocious on theirself to uh, to uh, build himself up when they're when they're they're nobodies they're nothing mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to pass that along to you man now you're 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 absolutely right man and the story you were referring to was uh, Hillary Clinton said in a 2008 speech that she had gone to Bosnia and her helicopter landed under intense sniper fire and it was absolutely made up Absolutely. That's the story. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember when and where and all that, but I knew there was a story about her. It, and it's just, they're all just all peas in a pod there. They just, all, they're just constant lying. Hey, Jerry, thanks for the call, and man. The thing about, yeah, the but, thing about Joe Biden, but Joe Biden, he thinks he can go get absolution from the church, from the Catholic church, and so he can just bring out the freedom to lie all he wants to. Well, apparently he, he's going to uh, keep on. I, I think it's habitual with him, though. It's, that's kind of the, the, the thing. But, um, hey, Jerry, got to go to gotta run to a break, brother. Appreciate you. We're up against the time, so let me do that real quick. Um, Jerry, thanks. Merry, happy, happy New Year. Uh, Boomer, take us to the break, brother. I'll do that. Uh, I just looked at the clock and realized I'm just talking away and forgetting that we have commercials that have to actually play. So we'll take a break right now, and we'll just come back and put a lid on this one. We're going to move down to number three of the Triple Dipper, switching gears all together. Green blackouts. What's that? Yeah, green energy, blackouts. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 